0: always check out stuff i find interesting right, like, right, right. I just look at stuff i'm not on that vibe of like oh, i want more followers than following like Even yeah, know yeah. it's there like you know some people are kind of very they're almost <clears throat> they're almost too what's the opposite of generous they're they're too like preserving of their attention for no reason even though it's not worth much right and they don't like, like but they think it's worth a lot they're like, I'm not going to check this. I'm not going to let this person know I like their stuff. I'm not going to reach out.
1: It's weird, though.
0: Yeah, because it's like your sense of self is so artificially inflated. Right. That you think you're somebody and you don't realize sometimes the people that don't seem like they're somebody are actually putting in real work. And there's this balance where you can pretend and feel like you're higher on the hierarchy but when you're actually putting in work, you'll have moments where you seem lower. And the people that are pretending think they're higher, think they've won, think life is done, think this is how it's going to be forever. And then you just catapult up. Yeah, and now again. in the macro, when, when you zoom out, when the people that think they're higher zoom out, they realize they've only hit 2%. And they're stuck at 2%. Because they didn't spend five years trying to build a foundation that takes them to like 30%. I don't know if that made sense. No, it makes
1: 110% sense. I Trust me. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. People like to portray like there's something that they're not for the moment. Well, you know, everybody's in this for instant gratification. Not everybody, but most people are, yeah. right? And at that point, it's like anything can take them off of it. We're in this for the long haul. So we don't have to show out. It's not it's, it's not about the views. It's not about the likes. It's not about making people believe that you're something that you're not. It's about that you really want to do this. Right. You know, you're invested in learning and growing.
0: Yeah. For me, it used to be about the artificial stuff. I'm not, not like, I guess, ashamed to admit it. Right. I think it's been like that. For, I mean, I'm sure you experienced that, too. Right, right, right.
1: Too. Everybody, yeah, because you think that's what it's supposed to be.
0: Right, exactly. Your
1: example or the examples that we look at, we think that that's what it's supposed to be.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. It takes other people to kind of change that in a way and and talk more about the process. And I'm glad certain people exist, like Gary Vee talks about the process. Oh, and yeah. I'm happy that he's mainstream, regardless of how, like, his content is perceived, because... That's a whole nother topic, how you perceive something, right. how you like, how you rather consume content. Because I read this quote or I heard this statement the other day and it's like, people only listen to what they understand. So you could be talking about all sorts of shit, but they'll only digest what they have the capability of understanding. Mm. So it's it's almost like an art form in itself to explain to people in a way that they understand, which is, which is what your analogy about you know, putting the medicine in candy is, right. like, you have to design the candy in a way, in in a lucrative manner, like, for them to actually want to consume it, and it's interesting.
1: Yeah, so they can digest it.
0: But yeah, man, um, I appreciate you being here. Let the people know who you are, what you do, if you don't mind. Uh,
1: my name is, uh, my name is Director 9K. I shoot videos for any and everybody, but mainly for brands and artists, um, and I'm trying to, go to the next level. I'm going to go to the next level with it because I'm putting in the work and put my head down and just going with it.
0: Awesome, man. How'd you get started?
1: Like from the start, start or like the start of videos?
0: Wherever you want to start, like the beginning of your journey, the beginning of you wanting to do something and creating stuff.
1: Uh, I've always been interested in entertainment. Um, And as a kid, I just grew a liking to it instantly. I would watch sitcoms. And then I like I would imitate the people on sitcoms Um, and then that kind of grew and grew and grew and then I started doing music and then I started rapping, I started producing, I started engineering, I went to school for audio engineering, mixing and all that stuff and then uh, I took a break, I took a big hiatus, uh, one of those relationship hiatuses, (laughs) you know what I mean and it took me off my path a little bit. And then I got back into it. And at that point, I was like, oh, I want to get a little bit behind the scenes. You know, I want to help people understand, well, help artists understand. Because at first, it was really about artists. Let me help artists understand how to brand themselves and help them develop. And so I got into the music video thing. But I wasn't a stranger to video like that. I had already been editing videos for someone else. Before I had even had a camera, I was editing videos. Gotcha. Right, so then He's I self taught and everything. Right, self taught in the video aspect. Yeah, of yeah. um, and it just ran off with it. Started networking and just kept going.
0: I like that. Yeah, let's um, let's just fast forward all the way to now. Let's touch on the candy analogy because that's stuck in my head. Right, I've never heard it be described like that, right. and I'm curious to hear your perspective behind that. Um, for, for for context as well, like let the people know what you meant by that as well.
1: Uh, the medicine and the candy. I just know that it's a lot of programming, negative programming that people have been put underneath for a very long time. So you have to get to them in ways that they're going to be able to understand. So that's where the analogy of the medicine and the candy comes from. Like you have to break it down to people in a way that they're going to want to digest it and they're comfortable with listening. Because even you said earlier, you was like... People don't want to listen to things that they don't understand. I'm the opposite. I want to listen to stuff I don't understand. I'm curious. I want to learn. But a lot of people don't like to feel uncomfortable. So you have to put them in a vibe and in a situation where, oh, okay, I can listen to this. And then they'll start getting information slowly. And then they'll get addicted to you. And then now you're the programming, You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. And the
0: responsibility is on you. But good thing your foundation has been genuine and authentic to begin with. Because that's, that's interesting, right? Like, where do you think that comes from, the need to want to provide information? For me? For you, for the, anyone.
1: The need to want to provide information, understanding value, understanding that value is the My bad. No, you're good. The, the, understanding that value is the key in life. And if you provide value, mm-hmm. then people will come. You'll yeah. find your tribe. Cause not everybody's for everybody. I think that's that's lost along the way too. Like the people who my content is meant for, they'll find me, and then I'll have a tribe, and then I can continue to help them grow as I grow.
0: Yeah, you know, because you're going to learn
1: from them also. It's Mm -hmm. not it's not like I'm just the ultimate sensei. You know what I mean?
0: I'm learning from my audience as well. Yeah, you just become better at connecting the dots and knowing what to say, Um, and that there's a lot of value in that, but. I like what you said. You you not only get to learn, but there's um, the the ability to communicate efficiently is really important. Talk about that aspect in terms of your life, um, personality-wise. Personality-wise, I feel
1: like I have a, a, I feel like my personality is all over the place. I feel like um, it's balanced, and I know when to pull certain parts of it out. Uh, I just felt like I want to <laughs> grab it and put it all into one little ball in, inside my content and then pull and go from it. Because there's times where it's comedic. You know what I mean? It's kind of funny. And I'm not trying to be. It's just part of my personality.
0: Truth is funny as well sometimes. Right, for sure. Like,
1: mm. <laughs> For sure, the truth can be funny. Um, I think I get my personality from my experiences. You know? And... Not, not getting too down or not getting too high whenever you fail or you succeed. And that like builds character.
0: Facts, man. Yeah. That's, that's such a beautiful statement because we like we talked about we live in a world of instant gratification and essentially what that means is you're in a loop of large dopamine spikes mm. instead of a consistent like stream of dopamine that comes from actually fulfilling you know meaningful activities and the gratification aspect is damaging in a lot of ways, but to have the approach of not getting too high and not going too low, I think, speaks to the speaks to the mentality that you have. If you right. want to touch on where that came from. Yeah, any experiences that were, like, pivotal?
1: Uh, not getting too high, not getting too low? Um, I've, also, I've always been really balanced in that aspect. Luckily, I've always been that balanced. Um, I don't know exactly where it came from. I just know that, no, you know what? It probably came from my dad, you know, because no achievement that you could do is going to make him excited. So it's like you can do anything. It's like, oh, okay. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. You go to the moon. I built a rocket to go to the moon. Oh, okay, that's cool.
0: And it's funny because, like, <laughs> his or, you know, any parent's reaction to your accomplishments has the biggest impact on your spike, Right. on your satisfaction, right. on your sense of, like, accomplishment. So it's really cool. And I think that, I mean, some parents might even strategically do that, you know, mm. and keep making the kids uh, move forward. But, again, um, I mean, so many thoughts come to my head. I see behavior, and I'm not necessarily criticizing it. I'm just pointing it out. But people, like, gassing each other up mm. for the littlest of things. What's your perspective on that?
1: gassing people up
0: because that's a version of what we just talked about we used to get it from our parents we used to get it by doing really hard tasks Mm. like society is 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 very uh almost like the reward that they give is scarce right how do i say this not generous in giving rewards reality is not generous in giving rewards but you can create bubbles around you where you feel like you're getting rewarded for every little thing like posting a posting a meal you had and, like, five of your homies gas you up and now you feel like you're a celebrity and you got to document everything you do and, like, you carry that energy forward. I have nothing against people feeling good about themselves. But when you feel artificially good to the point where you treat other people in a bad way, mm. that's where I have to speak on something. Like, that's just what I'm observing. Yeah, that that's not good. Um,
1: to be honest, well, before I even answer that, be honest with you, Sometimes I get irritated with social media, especially Instagram. Like, I don't like to post and then get into this because it's it's a trick on your brain. I don't like that going back, looking that I get likes that I, get? I it get. It makes me cringe. Um, the instant gratification part of it is is sometimes demoralizing because I see it happen to people and they get very very high. And they let these things control their own self-esteem of, you know, how they feel about themselves. And I think that's where the balance should be. You should feel good about yourself because you actually feel good about yourself. You shouldn't let social media or anything else control how you feel about yourself. And I, that's what I think it's doing to people. I'm not with it. I mean, I know it's a tool. It should be used as a tool. That's as far as it should go. But people use it for their actual self-esteem.
0: They do. I've been thinking about this for a while. And I've had conversations with people that have different views on this. Mm -hmm. Some like validation because it motivates them. They use it as fuel. And, you know, how do you determine, like, whether it's good or bad? Obviously, you can speak on it. You can try to figure something out. You can try to figure out your own answer. But if you use it as fuel and it literally motivates you, to do a better job than you would have done before, then it's not necessarily bad. But it's also not good because it's fleeting. It's not permanent. It's not a solid foundation that you've built. You know, that could go away instantly. Instagram turning off likes permanently has an impact on a person's self-esteem, especially if they value the numbers that they get And the perception of other people based on the numbers that they get. So if I get 500 likes and my friends and all these other people can't see I get 500 likes. Right. I'm going to feel bad. Like I'm going to find a way to project that energy somehow. And um, it's just interesting. If it's used for a productive, positive like task, for example, or accomplishment, Mm -hmm. then is it still bad? It's not bad
1: if you use it in if you use it responsibly. It's not bad, you know what I mean. If you use it responsibly, but I just think it's interesting because, like you said, those dopamine spikes. It's interesting. I always thought of it like this: it has the ability to mold someone if you let it control you. I mean, for instance, let's just say it was a woman who never cooked before, right? And she started cooking and posting. And then she'd cook some more and post some more. The likes would actually make her learn how to cook. More so than just wanting to know how to cook. Because she would get addicted to getting the likes. And that is crazy. Yeah, Th- that's, that's like some lab rat shit when you really think about it. Like, that's, it's, exactly, it's that's
0: exactly what I was <laughs> trying to speak on. Is the, the control aspect and the loops that we get into. Mm-hmm. And when you are a certain way, you're less likely to step down like people don't want to take a step back Mm. they don't want to go to level one of something and it's ironic because level one is easier and Mm -hmm. if you're a person that can't commit to something you're always going to level one of something else but majority of people have a certain version of like what my brand is i say that in air quotes um and they don't want to change that because they think this is what people expect from me but innovation is like important as fuck it's the key to success for anybody, any company. I would recommend people go look at um, Apple. Just look at Apple. The new iPhone just came out. Right. Look at all the things wow, they the new put iPhone out. Just came out. Yeah, the thirteen. Look at like all the products they've ever made, and you'll see how they've innovated. You see how they've changed from the branding, from the name, and you'll understand why they're at the top, why it's the biggest company on the planet, mm-hmm. and we have to be willing to like adapt and be innovative and do things that maybe not, you know, maybe don't resonate immediately. Hmm. Starting with you, like if, if you want to speak on when you started the series uh, in terms of talking about certain things you're observing, I don't know the exact name, my bad, but like how did, did you know that it would resonate or did you just start to start?
1: Uh, I didn't know what it would do. I knew that I had, a specific audience, and I wanted to cater to something that I knew would provide value for them. I knew I shot music videos, and I also knew that rappers and artists followed me. So I wanted to provide value for them to get to get them in a state of a, mind, a state of mind to like really in the self development, you know, personal development, state of mind from my own personal experience. Um, that's all I, that's all I was thinking when I went into it. Like I have this audience, I don't know what it's going to do. Hopefully people like it. I'm going to give it all, all I got. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. But it is kind of like that when you start something or you have the desire to start something. In my experience, when I started this, I didn't really think people would listen. Hmm. It was more for me than it was for like other people or the validation aspect but the validation aspect certainly helped, and that's what we kind of touched on. But then after a while, I went through a phase where the validation was no longer as prevalent. Mm. And that's a phase where I think the majority of my development happened as a mm. person, as a product, as a brand, because I wasn't getting validated by people. So I really had to like, analyze and audit my own content and my own personality and my own self by myself maybe close group of friends mm. that I can reflect ideas off of and share some insights with. But when when you have to be sort of real, like that's the version of reality is no artificial external stimuli interfering mm. with your sort of inner narrative. When you get to that state, that's when development happens. So I'm curious to hear if you have any experience with that. With my own personal development? Just, yeah, just like, any any instances where you've had to be alone, isolated, and just mm. think and, and work on yourself?
1: Oh, for sure.
0: Um, there's actually been a lot of them. I'm trying to narrow
1: it down and say which one was the most impactful to me. You know what? I honestly believe, like, um, the whole uh, 2020 corona situation, you know, I had to dig deep, you know, with things changing, and then like pivoting, uh, figuring out what I wanted to do. I think that's another place where this 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 show got, you know, cooked up in my mind. And like, okay, let me let me do something different, you know. But um, man, I think I, I've had uh, a lot of times when. I was in certain relationships, uh, I had to do a lot of relearning of myself um, and understand who I was, because I was giving a lot of myself to other people and whoever I was with at the time, I'm not going to drop names, <laughs> but whoever I was with at the time, I was, I was giving a lot of myself and I wasn't giving any of myself to me, if that makes any sense. It does. And no, it does. I think those are the times where it's, it's hard to pull through. But I do, and I did, and I continue to do it. I mean, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to always be times where you have to dig deep. It's going to be new obstacles all the time. That's, yeah. that's just what it is. But for me personally, I like to be alone, and I like to be alone with my thoughts. I'm a thinker. I like to be alone with my thoughts, and I like to dig deep. And I like challenges. I love challenges. Challenges bring the best out of me.
0: I relate to that so hard, yeah. man. I love thinking too. Yeah. If I could just sit and think. I would do that all day. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also fun doing other shit. And mm. you could almost get lost in, like, whatever your natural state is. Right. For some people, it's, you know, that's why I touched on the personality aspect. Maybe you had, maybe you had a high level of extroversion. Because you can be a thinker and be extroverted, and I think that's an interesting combo.
1: Right. I went from being an introvert to an extrovert. Okay. Like, I went from, like, not talking to anyone for years When I started doing this video stuff is when I said, okay, I got to network. I got to actually meet people. Every time I go somewhere, come back with five phone numbers. Every time. That was the strategy. Like, meet people, shake hands, talk to people. And then I I started to develop the ability to be an extrovert because I'm
0: naturally an introvert. Same here. Yeah. Same thing. Started the podcast, learned how to be an extrovert. Mm. Um, But what were some things... Initially, so you said go and get five phone numbers. What were some, like, things you were consuming that inspired you or that helped you along the way? Books, videos, anything.
1: You know what's interesting? I didn't get deep into reading until later on. Okay. Um, It was all off of intuition. It was all off of, like, trusting my feeling. And I knew for a very long time, I hey, mean, you got to get out here and you have to actually talk to people. I knew that. But I just wasn't willing to do it. I just would fight it. I just, I don't know what it was. And then... Was uh, it fear on some level? I mean, I would say no, but it had to have been fear. Like, what else could it have been? Like,
0: yeah. um Did you have insecurity as well? Mm, like growing up, any any period of oh, oh, life? Oh, for
1: sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure you have insecurities. Um, just second guessing your skill and your talent. You know, I put a lot mm-hmm. of work into everything I do. But I'm always by myself, so I'm always gonna feel like, oh yeah, I'm getting better. But you don't have that. You don't have the outside world telling you that you're good at something, or getting better at it. So in order, yeah, you don't have that validation. So in order to jump off the ledge, it's like, ugh, am I ready to jump off the ledge or not? And sometimes you get pushed off, and sometimes you just jump off. But it was, I got to a point where I was like, okay, just do it. Just do this. Just go. Just do it. And it worked out well for me, like, I learned from networking, and I had a long conversation with one of my friends, he was saying that I should hold a whole, like, a networking, uh, not an event, but a networking course to teach people how to network. Because I went from, like, zero, not knowing networking at all, to 100 within a year, a year and a half.
0: Well, let's speak on that. Let's speak on some of the elements um, that comprise, like, an, eff- an effective networking sort of interaction.
1: Okay, so for instance, like I see networking as like the fundamental building blocks of just business in general. It's out out the gate, and like I tell I tell uh, guys that want to do video, like you have to provide some type of value, right? And you can't always have your hand out, you know. Right. Like let's say I want to do a podcast, and I've never I don't even know how to get the equipment. I don't know anything about a podcast, and then I meet you. And, but what I do know how to do is, I don't know, uh, I dri- I'm a good driver, right? So I'm like, hey, look, man, whatever you need, you need me to go pick things up for you, whatever you need, I got you. I'm your man. Can I, can I have a- All I ask in return is teach me everything you're doing or can I just shadow you with what you're doing with the podcast? But a lot of times people come into situations looking to get before they give. So you want to network, you meet somebody in a position that you one day want to be in or be in around that situation or be in that industry, offer something that's going to help them and pay attention in the surroundings. See what the person is missing. If they're missing something, offer it. I mean, they're going to put you in the slide and then you can start learning and growing from there. So I think that's like really a key element to growing in any industry you want to be in. So like when I started networking, it was it was just like I knew the mu I knew music already. So I was like, okay, I know music, I can shoot videos. I'll shoot music videos. Okay, where do I need to go? I know a lot of artists, so let me sit down with them, start shooting videos, and every time I would get in a room with an artist, uh i shake a hand. Like, for instance, like one of my friends right now, uh, Chef Dillo, I met him strictly because my ability to network. I shot a video for this one guy, which led me to one artist, and then this artist led me to him, and then yep. it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on. And on. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing that since I started, and I've met amazing people just by networking well, alone.
0: Well, networking and also your personality, right? Like, you have right. to have humility. This if you correct. don't have humility, you're not, you're going to have conflict. So let's touch on that as well. Um, How you think the humility came about in your life?
1: Uh, Upbringing, for sure. I mean, it's me too. I mean, personally, that's how I am, but it it, it has a lot to do with upbringing. Um, But I mean, man, you work hard to do this stuff, you'll be humble. You know what I mean? If you you work hard to do stuff and you, you have no choice but to be humble, you know what really goes into this stuff facts you know you 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 won't take a day for granted with what you're doing you know right
0: but when you start finding success ego can get in the way so how do you avoid that because i'm sure whatever metric of success you primarily value whenever that came about sure it feels good right? right obviously it makes you feel better about yourself you start to view yourself as like yo, I'm finally becoming like who I was meant to be type shit. Right, right, (laughs) right. But but you could go too far in that direction as Mm. well. So how do you keep yourself level-headed?
1: That's when the reading comes in. Okay. That's when you know you don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And then you get real humble real quick. And then you go on this journey for knowledge. And then you get, you know, immersed in that. And you're just like, okay, I just want to keep learning. I don't know know enough. And that'll humble you really quick.
0: Yeah, being in rooms with people that, talk some shit you've never heard before <laughs> and you're like whoa can you slow down like i'm trying to understand mm. yeah yeah i know i can relate to that 100 and because i'm not gonna lie i from like 18 to 21 let's say mm. i used to think i was the shit like and i was getting validated <laughs> left and right you know partying having fun right i got like the most attractive girl in this group like whatever you know right in any group type like so All these things that were artificial and fake were validating me to really, like, make myself believe Mm. that I was somebody I wasn't. And I would take elements from successful people. I would take elements from, like, people I used to admire because I thought I was on the same level. Mm. Like, I didn't pay my dues. I didn't put in the work. And it took starting this, going through a, a couple of pivotal moments in my life to realize this is a long process and you really have to pay your dues. And that's when you understand people that pay their dues are less likely to be forgiving. So that's why you have to come in with value. If you don't come in with value, you, your opportunity is lost with people that are actually doing shit. Because they understand where you are in your life and they understand you've got a long way to go mm. before you get that sort of interaction and that sort of value. But it's just fascinating. Reading definitely helps. Um, I know it helped with me. But what were some of the books, some authors that come to mind?
1: Man Uh, Anything with Napoleon Hill I just got done listening to uh, The Conversation with Lucifer the other day You ever heard that?
0: Conversation with Lucifer? Yeah It's been recommended though a bunch of times You gotta check that out
1: You gotta listen to that Yeah Or you gotta read it Either or If you're into audio books Or you're into reading Um, I'm trying to think of One that had the most impact on me
0: have you read Forty Eight Laws of Power?
1: Actually, I started Forty Eight Laws of Power, got halfway through it, and I didn't finish it.
0: Um, but what'd you think?
1: It was very interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, and the way the text was written, like the style, was interesting for sure. It made it made me think. Um, but more than but more than just the books. I think what helped more than anything is listening to um, many. Won't come to me
0: podcasts.
1: Oh no no no! I po- will podcast. Yeah, of course. Uh, Jim Rome. Okay, Who is was that? You don't know Jim Rome? No. Oh man, he teaches uh, personal development. Okay. I mean, like you gotta listen to Jim Rome. Like you- <laughs> he's 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 an OG. He's not around anymore, but
0: man. Okay, so he's from like what what era?
1: uh maybe like the 60s 70s
0: so kind of like earl nightingale probably All i don't right. know if you've heard of him he's yeah also yeah for like, sure yeah
1: for sure but like yeah jerome like iggy a good mind shift mm-hmm. really good no, so, i'm hype
0: I'll, I'll definitely check him out yeah
1: yeah check him out he'll give you a good mind shift it, it, the way he, the way he does it he's almost like if you listen to him talk not not just his books his books are dope but if you listen to him talk man he'll shift your mind because he's just like, he'll make you feel like, well, first off, he'll build your, your, your accountability. He will build your accountability from zero to 100 in a day.
0: Like that seems pretty lofty. Yeah, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> like he'll help you with accountability for sure. And the way he does it, it makes it it's, it's almost hilarious. Because you you think about it like, damn, you know what? Maybe I haven't been being accountable
0: Mm -hmm. in
1: in a funny way. You know what I mean? And and he makes you comfortable with it, with like almost making fun of the fact that you're not being accountable, and then it makes you want to be accountable. So, yeah, Jim Rohn is like a a big key for me. Um, I got to think on some others that really impact. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I got to think on that. I gotta think on that. Give me some time. No, you're, you're good. You're good. Let's, <laughs> speak, let's speak on
0: the accountability aspect. So what else contributed to that? Because accountability is super important. Right. If you don't hold yourself accountable and you're driven by external validation, mm. you're going in whatever direction you get pulled in. And discipline, accountability, all of these buzzwords that we're fucking tired of hearing are the most important things in order to do this we can speak on like thinking and we can speak speak on reading and all this shit but you got to like be the one that applies it right and going through that application is way harder than learning about it oh yeah and sure. learning about it can make you feel like you're making progress which you are but not as much as you think so how important is accountability and what other things sort of contributed uh to me accountability is
1: like everything and i find myself every day having to take accountability for something you know what i yeah. mean um uh, I mean if things go wrong, the only person I'm going to blame is me. I'm not blaming anybody else. Because no matter if somebody else was in the wrong also, there is something that I could have did to prevent something. Right. Something. So I'm just not going to point a finger and cuz it was like when you're a kid, you know, you point one finger and then you got three pointing back at you. You know, that's that's how I look at it. So accountability is really big. Um yeah, it, it seeps into my life every day and I'm very aware of it and almost to the point where it's difficult interacting with people who don't want to take accountability. It's 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 tough. It's tough for me at this point. Uh, but yeah.
0: Especially if you care about them too or if like you're friends with somebody Ooh. and you develop into a person that does take accountability and they don't, it's hard to be around them. It's hard to... I mean, let's not even talk about doing business with them. But it's hard to just be around them. <laughs> I, I personally dealt with that. Like, I started this podcast and I brought on... You know, this is my brother, like, for life. But I brought my homie on and as a, as a host, like, as a co-host. Right. And, you know, the shit took, like, different... We, we took different paths. Mm-hmm. Um, obligations get in the way. Relationships get in the way. But one sort of repeating pattern that I observed was the lack of accountability on his end. And I can speak on this because he admits it and he's like, he he became self-aware enough to understand that as well. And, and, um, you know, I have no ill intentions, but the point I'm trying to make is it's not even worth it. Like, on some level, you have to be selfish to continue doing what you're doing while also being mindful of, like, helping people out that you care about and love. But you... Like, it's such a fine line. It's a, it's
1: a thin line, it's man. It's so difficult. I, I literally lost my best friend. I mean, I ain't losing. He's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't lose him like that. But right now, right. We're, not, we're not communicating. And it has it's accountability issues there. But it's also that I have to think about self. And I never thought about self. Mm. I always was trying to help people. But I didn't realize you have to be... Sometimes you think you're helping someone and you're hurting them. You know what I mean? You can, you can be in en- enabling them and enabling somebody could hurt them and it can be slowing you down and wasting your time.
0: But if you're like too real with them, mm. then it's just emotions and feelings. Oh. You're being condescending. Even help, like that's in 48 Laws of Power. Helping somebody most people don't want to be helped they think oh you you must think you're better than me to help me it's a lack of humility like we spoke about but that's the majority of human beings and the author robert green not to go on a tangent but we might might as well like yeah. he's spoken about this so many times people do not like being helped so candy and medicine right. you really have to like do it in a strategic way in an artful manner and if i have to think i think i struggle with that right now right. I'm, I'm i'm too opinionated and i'm still like on the younger side of things, you know? So I think I'll ease into that as I get older, but how do you retain your authenticity? What comes pure? What is like pure to you? What's like a potent form of like whatever you consider truth, reality, um, your perspective, how do you filter it without filtering it too much where it loses its essence? I got to a point where I started living in
1: it. I just had to live it every day. I had to live, I had to be, I had to make it a muscle, I had to exercise, like, how I speak to people and what I do, and be mindful of how they, just pay attention to body language. Yeah. That's what this is really about, body language, how people react to the things you say, um, listen to what they do, what they say, and just really know how to, like, judge that, you know, because, yeah, people are going to get emotional. And when you're working with logic, you're not going to understand emotion, just like emotion is not going to understand logic.
0: Bro, that's a whole nother category. <laughs> that's a whole nother can of worms. Men, man. women, logic, emotions. Mm-hmm. We won't even, I mean, shit, we can get into that. Oh, actually. man. We, 36 minutes in. Yeah. If this goes, like, to, you know, left field, I'll, I'll cut, cut No, it right we,
1: we good. I'm getting comfortable.
0: No, but, but think <laughs> about it, like, in relationships. Right. That's the first step of building any, like, great relationship is communication. And you're dealing with two opposite ends, like right? One logic driven, one emotion driven. Mm-hmm. So bridging that gap is is difficult. I mean, do you have any experiences with that? Because you said you've been a giver, right? For sure. You never gave to yourself. You never you you were you were too selfless, mm-hmm. and then you had to learn how to be selfish. So talk about that selfless aspect. What the, made you want to be selfish? Not selfish, uh, but you know
1: what I'm saying. I mean, that's still a journey in itself to figure out like exactly what made it come about i think it's been like that since i was a child um but being selfless is like it can be very detrimental to you it if you're not aware of it um it can it can take a lot of time away from you and you we all know time is very valuable um but Personally, I've been through a lot of situations where I just gave 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 to the point where it's it's like well, what am I doing here? What about me and right. then when you start to be quote unquote selfish if if that's even really a thing, when you start to become selfish, then you feel guilty, then you start wondering man am i am I getting selfish am i uh, I don't know like Maybe I should just. You start second guessing things, and that's that's one thing you can't do. You have to stand firm and be um, intentional right. with, with how you move. Um, Facts. But yeah, man, I, I was very selfless, and it and it put me in bad situations that were very difficult to get out of. Um, just and not even just like. In the physical world, just in my mind, it was hard to get out of those situations because the mind is very strong. That, that's where everything is. And that right. goes back to help. The other reason you can't really help people because it's a mind thing. You have to know when you want to be helped or when it's time to,
0: you know, transcend to do something else. And that's difficult, though, because if a person is in desperate need mm-hmm. and they have enablers around them, they're not going to want to be helped because why would they want to change? Why, why would they want to be uncomfortable? Let's talk about the selfless nature. I think that's really, really interesting. Um, How, as a human, we perceive people that do so much for us. Mm. You know, you take them for granted. Mm -hmm. You lose respect. We respect... I don't know. This is weird. We respect, you know, um, people that don't reward us too often. And that's why girls gravitate towards guys that don't hit them up every five seconds. Because they're not getting that reward. And especially if it's a it's a pretty girl she's used to getting rewards right she's used to getting validated being the one that doesn't validate her mm. makes her want to think of you more now granted there are so many other factors her attraction level whatever but the point i'm trying to make is when you're a selfless person what are you getting in return that makes you want to be selfless
1: uh you're saying what's the reward for me as yeah. being a, a selfless person
0: is you selfless or you selfless?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For being for being a selfless for being a selfless person, um, I think the reward is me personally. If I come to a point where I, I understand how to do something, and I see someone struggling, I just want to show them how to do it. It's just something in me that wants to. Sh- I want the gratification of saying. Oh, I took this person and helped them get from point A to point B. And I might not know that's what it is, like while I'm doing mm-hmm. it, but that's what it has to be. What else could it be? Right. For Maybe. me, I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I only really speak for myself. Right, um, right.
0: But even in that, there's so many different tangents to that. Right, right. Because you break that down. It's like helping them while feeling superior helping them mm. while feeling fulfilled, helping them while, I don't know, trying well, to establish a better relationship. You know, like, there's so many nuances to that. But you,
1: it, it almost seems like you could be selfish doing that also, right? Because, right. like, let's say, exactly. uh, let's say for, for instance, you didn't know how to play basketball. I taught you how to play basketball just because I wanted you to be on my basketball team.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: I want you to play with me, so I'm going to teach you so I can have your camaraderie that I have with you doing something else and put it on my basketball team. So it can be selfish also.
0: But you can't teach me so much mm. that I go play for a better team. That's the mentality mm. people carry as well, right? Mm. I will only teach you as much as you need to know to be efficient for me, mm. but not efficient enough to do it on, by yourself, like on your own. Mm. And I think that's what you and I, are in the pursuit of doing is mm-hmm. just providing that information value perspective that empowers people because mm-hmm. that's super important and even in that like like you spoke about the addictive nature of the ecosystem right mm-hmm. content wise right people want to keep their consumers in that ecosystem nobody wants like look at the biggest youtubers podcasters whatever they want to keep people in their ecosystem mm-hmm. they want to keep them in patreon all this shit bonus content, this and that, they will never give the potent like highest level of information for free. And I think that's the best way to like, if you're already making above average money every month, people are making dumb amounts of money in content, right? If you make, let's say, 50000 a month from Patreon, it would not hurt you to take a year off and give information for free and give information at the same rate that you're learning it. Mm-hmm. People repackage, repurpose. They take shit like we we understand this very well. There's so many tiers to being a human. There's so many levels to being a human, and you can cater to any level. I know people, and this is hard for me to articulate. So pardon, like the crude nature of how it's gonna come off. But right. there's people that are at a very bare minimum level. Mm. They only know a little bit. They only know what's on channel E or E E whatever entertainment right, shit. Right they sure. only they only know what's happening on like. I don't even know who's current, but like Ellen or something. They only know what's happening in that world. Right. If you come to them, if you read one textbook on finance and you teach them about investing in finance, mm. you're like a profit to them because mm. they've never heard of this. Right. You understand? like totally get it. I totally get you So the higher you climb in that regard, the most potent form of information that I've ever learned from mm. is free. It's been free. Mm. No paywalls behind it. But that information isn't specific knowledge. It's not specific, instructional knowledge. And people make it instructional, right? Where they're like, all right, you do this, you get a better credit score. You do this, you become you know more popular, you get more followers. The potent like form of information is as it should be, raw and organic. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how it's coming out of my mouth right, right now. It's not structured in a way to sound cool so you can clip a sound bite of this and make it fucking run ads on it, you know? It's like sharing the thoughts that naturally come to you without filtering them in terms of, oh, I don't want people to know this. I'm I'm only gonna say this, and you gotta pay for like a a higher version of this.
1: Yeah, that that's everywhere right now online. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Um, it became a snowball effect. Um, for real, man. It goes back to saying knowledge is is power, right? Yeah. Um, but we can abuse that power. You know what I mean? And I don't want to feel like I'm I'm over anybody. Uh if somebody needs some information, I'll give it to them. I'll give it to them. Like, um you can be specific with things. People do charge for being specific with things, but they're really just telling they're really just giving
0: their sauce on how on how what they do with the information sorry to cut you off, but let me point out there is value in, like, valuing your time. Right. Let me right. say that. Right. Let me say yeah, that. let's not mm-hmm. get away from that mm-hmm. because
1: these people are spending their time yeah. to give this information. So we're not we're – not, I don't know if you curse on here. Yeah. Okay, we're not shitting on that. But what I get from what you're saying is this. If you give out all this information and you're charging for it, there is a point where you can give more information for free. That's what you're saying. I think, the, I think the laziness in it is they want to continue to give that same information for fucking ever.
0: Right. Come new, back with new, some new, new re, people keep cycling in.
1: Take a year off, come back with some new information and do it all over again. You know, because eventually you're going to get washed out the system.
0: That's facts. Bro, I'm, I'm loving the new genre of content that's popping up. Right. I don't know if you're familiar with CoffeeZilla on nah. YouTube. Oh, man. This is like exactly what the fuck we're talking about. This person is exposing these fake like self-help gurus Mm. courses even tony robbins i was surprised to like hear some shit about tony robbins Mm. because i've always viewed him as how do i say he's like the mcdonald's of the self-help industry right to me i would never consume it Mm. but i respect it right and they're exposing like the ingredients like just maybe maybe they did that with mcdonald's itself Mm. like yo the fucking beef is like garbage whatever but they're doing that with him and These people have been saying the same shit for 30 years, 40 years, making money, buying islands, capitalizing off of. This is what it is. They're playing on the fantasies of people. Mm -hmm. When you play on the fantasies of people, same thing girls do with OnlyFans, Mm. same things, same thing um, people, like let's say in the music industry, might do with. You, know, you want to be a bigger artist? You want to get more monthly yeah. listeners? You know? Yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, we go into the psychology of sales at that point. Like, I mean, they're just tapping into people's emotions, and they know that people want bigger things or whatever they think they want at the time, and they're just tapping into that, and they're
0: offering something that comes with a price tag. Right, but when is it enough, though? When is, when when is, enough, is it enough enough? And do you have a responsibility? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm speaking about. Like, I, I have nothing against people making money. I love making money. I love, you know, whatever I do, and but I do it with intent. And Mm -hmm. you spoke on that part earlier. If your intent is not in the right place, Hmm. you may not make as much. If Tony Robbins comes out and and says, you know what? It's been 40 years. I got $200 million. I got an island. I'm good. Let me just selflessly give information. He's never going to do that. He's still charging $30,000 for a course. Like fifty thousand dollars a year membership what what can he be discussing that's worth fifty thousand dollars a year i don't understand mm. that you can't find yourself it's impossible in this day and age that's impossible oh yeah the information's there you can find that yourself if you want
1: to hunt it down if you if you're that interested in it you'll get it you'll get it yeah. on your own it's it's then you got to ask yourself, are they just taking
0: advantage of the people who are lazy? Lazy, yes. yes. Some of them, not all of them. No, absolutely. But then universities, mm. it's the same shit, right? Mm. 50 racks a year, like 80,000 a year. They're teaching you, listen, I'm, I'm a believer in going to school. I got my degree. I'm a believer in that. But could I have learned those things by myself? Yes, Could I have figured out where to find those things? Yes. Now, did the discipline, the structure around formal education help me? Yes. So that speaks to what you just said. Are people just lazy? Hmm. If you're a self-starter, which to be fair, not everybody is, right? Not Mm -hmm. everybody's meant to be that either. This is correct. Yeah, so I think I understand now why they do what they do, but I would just I would just hope they're they're like a little bit more mindful, right? In actually helping people, mm-hmm. not just like selling a dream. Yeah, because the selling
1: the dream shit is like, man. At that point, you're a pimp. <laughs> I Me, mean, no, exactly. let's be real about it. Like, I
0: mean,
1: I mean, what do what are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? So, um, I don't know. If it's interesting. It's always been guys to do this though, since forever. Facts. It's always been guys to do this, man. And they've always made a lot of money. They, they sell out shows like, in, like any other entertainer. Yeah. And people pay top dollar to come in and get information they can find on their own.
0: Bro, you know, I, I think I, I figured out what it is. We recognized that we... So, I'm not going to speak for you, but I think I kind of can after you hear it. I think going from somebody that used to consider themselves average or mm. part of the majority right which I'm not saying I'm out of but just considering yourself to be just like everybody else mm-hmm. and then realizing wait a minute I can do all of this as well mm-hmm. I can learn all of this as well mm-hmm. I can like see through the fabric of society and the layers and the structures by myself mm-hmm. and then that frustration comes in where, go, like, oh, wait a minute like all of us can do this all of us can like elevate ourselves learn from shit We don't have to be a hamster in the wheel. We don't have to be sitting in front of these people being hypnotized by the dream that they're selling us. Like, yo, we can all come up and, like, do this. Mm -hmm. I think that's where the frustration and, like, feeling the need to speak on this comes from.
1: Right, for sure. Because, man, look, it's a tough subject because I know a lot of people who can't see those things. And there's nothing you can do to get them to see it, because that goes back to what we were saying earlier. You can't just help someone if they don't want to be helped. Um, They have to come to that conclusion on their own. And it's sad. Some people will never come there. right? They'll never come to that conclusion. Um, Yeah, we can all do it it's funny like if you go back and look at old interviews of anybody anybody that and and you'll hear it you'll hear them Mm -hmm. talking about it you'll hear them trying to inspire the next person to hear what they're saying and that they know but you're so blind to it you know unless you're blind to it you know what I mean unless you're not blind to it excuse me you know what I mean but it's funny to listen to old interviews from people and it's like wow wow they was really trying to Put that medicine, well, the medicine in the candy. Kanye, right?
0: Kanye's done that really well, in my opinion. Oh, or
1: Kanye, oh, man. oh, yeah, most definitely. Yo, he, he's always done it, and Isn't people have he? always deemed him as crazy. But that's part of the machine, and we can go on. No, yeah, for, for sure.
0: <laughs> I, saw, I saw a clip the other day that was like, I don't know what context this is in. Mm. It was so bad, so like clearly biased, extracted. To sound a certain way. Right. And it's like, again, it speaks to the levels. Mm. The person that made that clip made it with the intention of shitting on the person they made the clip about. Mm. I don't necessarily know the details at this moment. But the point Mm. is, they made it assuming, all right, I have control over my page. Mm. You know, 100,000 whatever people follow me. These people don't think for themselves. I can just twist the narrative, put this clip out like this, and make this person look bad. And that person, the person that made the clip is getting shit on in the comments. Right. Like, yo, this is out of context, yo. This... So the awareness is there. You can't get away with, like, blatant bullshit now, which is good. But the fact that people still carry that intent, I'm like, yo, let me switch this around. Let me, like, manipulate this. Let me turn this around. There's so much manipulation around us. I don't get into politics, but there's so much of that around us in politics and everything that goes on. And... There's a small amount of people that are actually empowering other people, other human beings, to learn how to critically think around that. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. Tony Robbins can't teach you how to critically think for 50000 a year. He can't teach you how to think critically. That has to be you. And you know what? That's why I, and a lot of people are going to
1: always and forever feel like they've been scammed. Because at the end of the day, the thought process cannot be teached. You can hold a, a seminar. You can, te- you can tell people everything that's in your mind, but you can't teach them how to think. That comes from self.
0: From literally thinking.
1: Well, there you go. From literally thinking. Yeah. And so, like, after you fill these people up with all this information, they go home and say, man, I don't, I don't know. I wrote down notes and everything. I don't fucking know. That's what they're going to say. They're not at that True. point. You just really kind of, like, robbed them. Tony Robbins <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying like yeah. that's what it is yeah well, that's funny as
0: fuck <laughs> he's really out here robbing man.
1: <laughs> he's robbing people but I mean it is what it is but you get what I'm saying right like yeah, you can't
0: absolutely.
1: It's, a, it's a It's a way of thinking first off it's a way yeah. of thinking more, than, more so than just the information the information is there and you have to walk on it you have to you have to think on that plane to right. actually use the information
0: that's hundred percent true. And I know you're not thinking when you're watching YouTube videos, when you're on the phone, because that's, I mean, fuck, like study the brain. That's a different part of the brain being mm-hmm. activated. Your critical thinking is subsided. That's why it's escapism. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so, you know, powerful because mm-hmm. you're not thinking. Stepping away from that, putting the phone down. I mean, shit, look at your average screen time. Mm-hmm. And subtract the other hours you're awake, and that's how much time you're thinking. That's how it is.
1: It's really ridiculous, man, how much time we actually spend on these devices. Like, it blows my mind sometimes. Like, I don't watch TV at all. But I'm mm-hmm. but i, but I I'm around people who sometimes do watch TV, and I just watch them sometimes. they just like this. I'm like, are you serious right now?
0: Like a zombie, man. you're a zombie. It's you, yeah, it's like being under the influence without taking drugs.
1: Right, people don't. We're, it's like it's like you're hypnotized. Because yeah. I think I think about things a little different. So you gotta you gotta work with me here. But I'm thinking like if you go back to the 1600s and they seen somebody looking at a box like this, I mean, how would they think of that? Crazy. It would look crazy to them, yeah. right? And it's no different from us just doing this all day with a phone. Yeah. Just looking at it like.
0: Either crazy or like somebody they fucking idolize and worship. Right. It's some weirdo shit there too, because when behavior is so unique, it's either rejected or be like fully accepted. Right. There's no in between. Mm. Kanye, some people fucking love him, like swear by him. Some people absolutely hate him. Right. In between is difficult. But now I know exactly what you're saying. Um, and that was like a weird tangent for me even to bring in. Oh yeah, but, cool. Um, yeah, fifty-seven minutes in, man. Yeah, I think we should wrap it up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, cool. So I appreciate you being here, man. Uh, oh yeah. Please let the people know where they can find you. Oh uh, man, else?
1: you can find me anywhere at Director Nine K. Um, I'm everywhere. Well, not everywhere. Let me not lie. I'm on YouTube, I'm on Instagram. I just got a. Um, A fan base. I don't know if you know what that is. It's a new uh, social media where it's strictly for uh, monetization. So people have to give you likes, and the likes cost money.
0: Um, But yeah, Director9K, you can find me.